0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the podcast where you take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts. I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So, Kevin, I have a question for all of our listeners who are thinking of traveling internationally this holiday season. And that is about electricity why is there a difference in voltage between America and pretty much the rest of the world? I believe it's 230 volts uh, in most of the world, but 120 volts here in North America.
1: Yeah, Tim, you're right about that. Most of the world population, including Europe, Africa, Asia, Australia, New Zealand, and much of South America, use a supply that is within 6% of 230 volts. In Great Britain and Australia, for example, the nominal supply voltage is... 230 volts plus 10% or minus 6%, you know, there's always like a buffer range to accommodate the fact that most transformers are in fact still set to 240 volts. The 230 volt standard has become widespread so that 230 volt equipment can be used in most parts of the world. And the United States and Canada use a supply voltage of 120 volts plus plus or minus 6% again.
0: So why are the US and Canada uh, the odd ones out? Why the difference?
1: Well, it's because of historical reasons more, starting with light bulb technology. Now, the early bulbs could only operate at lower voltages. You know, Edison settled on 110 volts. But later bulbs with metal filaments could operate at that 220 volt. And this meant that power could be transmitted at higher voltage, which is more efficient. The change was pushed actually by a German power company.
0: I see, so there is an advantage to doubling the voltage to 220 or 230 volts, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. With alternating current, a uh, higher voltage allows you to transport the electricity much more efficiently. So in 1899, the Berlin electricity uh, Electrical Utility called BEW decided to greatly increase its distribution capacity by switching to that 220 volt nominal distribution taking advantage of the uh, higher voltage capability of these newly developed metal filament lamps. And uh, the company was able to offset the cost of, you know, converting all the cu- their customers' equipments by the resulting saving in distribution conductors costs. And this became the model for electrical distribution in Germany and the rest of Europe, and a 220 volt system became common. North American practice, however, remained with voltages near 110 volts uh, for the lamps.
0: So why did it keep them at 110 volts?
1: Well, you know, frankly, it's a pain to change these things. But also, uh, to be fair, 110 volts is also safer. It provides enough power for small appliances at reasonable current levels, and is far less likely to electrocute someone. For large appliances, people in North America can simply use either two 120 volt lines, you know, 180 degrees out of sync and still get that 240 volts.
0: Another question related to this is why are there so many different wall socket designs in different countries?
1: <laughs> it's interesting that until the invention of the wall outlet, people had to plug their electric appliances into actually an empty light bulb socket. So it actually goes back to what we've just been talking about.
0: Oh, it's interesting how everything started with the light bulb.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the 1880s, electricity was primarily used for lighting. So it was a common approach for other appliances, like, you know, things like vacuum cleaners, toasters, electrical fans, to connect to directly to light bulb sockets using something called lamp holder plugs. Uh, in fact, if anyone lives in a very old house from the early 1900s, they might still find this design and location of the sockets might suggest that they were originally placed for lighting.
0: And wasn't it also to do with how electricity was charged for?
1: Oh yeah, that's another interesting factoid. So when electricity was first used for purposes other than lighting, the early electric companies charged more actually for non-lighting electricity. So this, is, this also kind of created an incentive for people to create light bulb socket adapters to plug in other devices.
0: So let's go back to my question about why are there different wall sockets around the world then?
1: Great question. Especially when we're thinking about traveling internationally. I think there are about 20 types in common use around the world and even more obsolete socket types found in older buildings. Uh, The designs of plugs and sockets have gradually evolved from the light bulb sockets we just talked
0: about. That makes sense.
1: Basically, engineers have essentially uh, worked on better and better designs to reduce the risk of electric shock and fire. Plugs are shaped to prevent uh, finger contact with live parts. Some have mechanical shutters even. Some sockets in Europe are recessed to be safer. Some types can also include things like fuses and switches. Some have an earth that are three-pronged rather than two.
0: There are some technical labels for each of the different sockets, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. In technical terms, we've labeled the major ones as type A and type B, found in North America, type D and M, found in England. I think type I used in Australia and New Zealand. Type E and F used in much of Europe. You get the idea. <laughs> I go on.
0: So, you know, ultimately, all of this is leading to the one question we're all asking ourselves why not standardize them? I mean, I remember we did an episode just a little while back about how when the world standardized shipping containers, it unlocked a ton of economic value. Uh, Why not just standardize electrical plugs? Well, we have tried actually. One notable attempt
1: was made as recent as 1986 the International Electrotechnical Commission published an international standard for internationally compatible plugs.
0: Oh, that's great. But uh, that was a long time ago. So what happened?
1: Well, it has been decades. And so far, only South Africa changed their plugs to comply. It's just very hard to get countries to change since it's so expensive and inconvenient for everyone. We might be stuck with these many standards for a while.
0: So finally, you know, in bathrooms, sometimes you find these sockets that say shavers only. What does that mean? And why can't I, or can I, say, plug a hairdryer into it, for example?
1: Uh, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, the, The shaver sockets specifically, they contain a transformer called an isolation transformer, which isolates the mains supply from Earth. It's because of national wiring regulations historically have actually prohibited the use of sockets adjacent to water taps so it's a basically it's a safety thing and the special shaver socket allows electrical razors to be used near sink but because the isolation transformer is of a low rating you really shouldn't operate any high powered appliances and yes that does include your hair dryer
0: very good to know Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at Eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you've got comments and suggestions for us. And as always, thank you to the community at r slash 5 We will see you all next week.